the headlines. Yep, here we go. Man with four brains told to write three of them off as a tax dodge. Horseshoe crab elected mayor. A news reporter runs for her life. <laughs> Welcome to the campaign trail. I think I lost them. I'm under a bridge right now, so should be safe. Whew, okay, so what I think has happened is that the campaign team has been in touch with a man named Ash Williams, who has promised to take necromantic wannabe Pen Reganti to the Sleeping City. This is a legendary place about five miles outside of the Elfheim capital, Garris. Pronounced Gary. Gary. Okay. Meanwhile, the others are plotting to infiltrate the media circus where I work. Where I used to work. Oh God, here we go again. See you next time. The ground is packed with leaves, long dead, long forgotten. Hooves thunk with hardly a whisper of an echo, deadening in the dank, musty air. Professor Williams rides at the head of the party, scrutinising the map as he weaves between wide-trunked trees wrapped with gangliest vines and thorns as thick as arms. Only a breath of wind in the empty branches above. How are you doing and how do you pass the time? Well, this reminds me of home. Of course it does. In the valleys? Uh, I imagine Perrin's got some uh, good... um, uh, How does Perrin normally pass the time on a long journey? I mean, they've not really taken many long journeys in their time. Um, so they're probably getting, if it's quite a repetitive journey, getting very excited at any change in scene. Oh, there's a bird there! <laughs> Did you see that tree? It had a different shaped branch. I think uh, Adriana Bones is there, and she, uh, she uh, is appreciating all of the um, branches that you're pointing out. And says, oh yes, that one's shaped like an L. An, an elk? An elk? Yes, sure. Ah, what's an elk? Oh, oh, okay. Um, well, they're like a horse, but oh, bigger. I like horses. Much Ooh. bigger. Uh, antlers. Like three times bigger. Yeah, think of like a horse with a tree growing out of either side of its head. Oh, you mean a reindeer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I think that one looks like a tibia. <laughs> Of course you do, Pen. It does. Uh, Quill is bright as ever, his armour glittering, the hilt of a golden broadsword at his hip, an enchanted spear strapped across his back, every inch the paladin warrior he always said he'd be. Uh, he clears his throat and uh, says, Come on, Pen boy, let's sing an old school to- song. Elven roads, take me home to the place. Come on, you know the words. I never could sing. <laughs> Western Elfheim, Mountain Manor. Mr. Quill, this is not a holiday jaunt. This is a serious archaeological dig. Uh, I think you're forgetting who's funding this dig, Mr. Ash. And Quill sort of nudges you, Pen, and goes, <laughs> get a load of this guy. No. <laughs> well, I think he has a point. We don't know what we're getting into here. Don't be such a stuck-up old tart, my boy. Come on, Pen, you you can sing along with me, can't you? Well, no, because I didn't like singing. Uh, Weren't you in the school choir? I I definitely recall you being in the school choir, my boy. Yes, I was miming. Ah, ah, skipping out on the work. I like your cut of your jib, my good boy. And he sort of rubs his uh, knuckles against the top of your head. Good lad there. Uh, So yeah, as uh, Quill is kind of uh, singing another rousing chorus of uh, Elven Roads Take Me Home, uh, Ash uh, stops the procession and turns in his saddle. And he looks like he's about to explode with anger. And he's like, all of you shut up right now. We're almost there. 
he uh, reaches into his pocket. He uh, pulls a little uh, box of snuff from his uh, pocket and uh, does a look. Ah, yes. Just something for the nerves. And he uh, pops it back. Since I gave up the drink, I've needed something to keep me buzzing, especially under stressful situations. Well, I found that practicing necromantic runes helps. <laughs> you don't still use runes, do you? <laughs> well, sometimes. Uh, I appreciate the classic nature of your style. Modern necromancers haven't used runes since... Uh, well, I'm sure you're very talented. And he sort of pats you awkwardly on the shoulder. <laughs> yes. How's Pen feeling? Rather miffed. <laughs> but then, that's a natural state of affairs. Aww. Crushing disappointment is a way of life. Aww. <laughs> Poor boy. Uh, as you're uh, going along, he uh, says, So, son of a demon, did a bit of reading up on you, Pen. Must say I'm impressed. Did your mother come along with you? Well, she's... These days she's quite a homebody. And there is my father to look after. Oh, what's wrong with him? Um, he met my mother. I see. Is he still in the picture, as it were? And he sort of wiggles his eyebrows. Well, yes. Yes, ah. yes, he's in several different pictures, but not all <laughs> of them are always in the same place at the same time. Sorry, I'm not sure I understand. I mean, his uh, science department is somewhere in the arts block. Ah, he's somewhere between worlds. Yes. Uh, he offers you uh, his uh, box of snuff. If you need something to take well, the edge oh, off. Oh, oh, thank you very much, but uh, I, uh, my mother said I should never indulge. Did she? Seems out of character for a demon. Well... There are other things you can indulge in. That is very true. After the overgrowth, overgrown dead forest, you come within sight of the city walls. Uh, they were beautiful once upon a time, multicoloured stones reaching high with elvish designs of trees and birds carved into the surface. Uh, there are statues clinging to the battlements, elegant visages of rainbow rock. Uh, there are real trees leaning over the road, creating a sort of tunnel effect. And then you see the gates, and the whole party stops. Ash pulls a wand and dismounts, waving the rest of you to follow suit. You pick your way across broken flagstones to stand in the shadow of a door of bones. Arms, legs, skulls, ribcages, you name it, they're all mushed together in this horrible construct. Well, I'd like to take a picture. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Uh, I am resisting the temptation to lick it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Adriana Bones sort of grabs you by the shoulder as you go to lick it and goes, It's called the multi-door, built to keep the sleepers inside. A deathly thing, powerful and creepy, let's face it. Well, I don't know. I think you could create quite an aesthetic around it. I plan to do more than create an aesthetic. Uh, Victrina and Agrilad, you've uh, stepped out of the boat. And before you is the huge wall, stark and grey, in contrast to the multicoloured wall of the Sleeping City. Uh, arrow slits, battlements and towers and so forth of the Media Circus Castle. Uh, there's a portcullis down and you see a huge gate, uh, but it's guarded by two large trolls. Uh, they see you approaching and uh, one of them says, uh, Good afternoon, uh, what can we do for you? Victrina Crested Grave, New Milk, and this is my companion who is definitely not two people hiding in the trench coat. <laughs> um, can you roll a deception check? Both of us are just... Victrina. Uh, just Victrina well, for I now. Got a six. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the uh, trolls comes up to you and goes, "My dear, you simply must do away with the drab trench coat. It's such an outdated look for a journalist. If you want to be taken seriously, you need to start looking the part. Show off your ears, grow your hair a little. Mister Murdoch, we're more than inclined to print your stories if you do. You know, 
Uh, I'm Uncle Frank, by the way, opinion piece writer. This is uh, nephew Jerry. Uh, he does factual news. And who might you be? Uh, Bob. Uh, uncle or nephew? Uh, Bob's yeah. my uncle. Ah, Uncle Bob. What a delightful, delightful name. And this uh, huge troll turns uh, back to you, Victrina. And uh, what was your name again? Uh, Auntie Victrina, yes, was it? Yes, Auntie Victrina, Crested Green. Ah, you. So, opinion writers, the both of you told you, Jerry, they would be. Uh, I say, I, I can't place your accent. You're not from. Um, you're not from Elfheim, are you? No, no, I'm from um, the old country. Where they keep the old ways. Ooh. Oh, I see why the Murdoch was so interested to have you here. Uh, do you have any uh, paperwork? Do we have any paperwork? Uh, you should, we should have. have uh, you do not. <laughs> we oh, oh, yes, you do. You do have that pass. Yes, you did. You do oh, have yes. the pass. Uh, you show it. I and, have temporarily uh, forgotten. Uh, here it is in my pocket. Here is my pass. Multi-pass. <laughs> uh, the other troll... The, the other troll who had been looking somewhat suspicious suddenly looks a, le, less suspicious. And goes, oh, okay. uh, so, uh, Uncle Frank takes you by the arm. So, if I may, Mademoiselle, I will guide you into the media circus. I am very capable of walking by myself without falling over. Ah, well, you are immensely talented then. <laughs> now, ah. Uh, he uh, leads you over the drawbridge and uh, into the first antechamber of the castle. And uh, he says, So, uh, what story might you be working on? Uh, you can trust me. I'm, uh, I've am i already got uh, tenure, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not exactly scrambling for the next big scoop myself. Oh, the one about the duck with three legs. Yes, yes, it's an expose of the three-legged duck. How is that an opinion piece? Uh, we have strong opinions about she, how many legs ducks should have. She thinks it should have four, <laughs> and I say it should have two. Mm, well, this is a, quite the quandary. Um, yes. Is it... We wish to garner the opinions of the populace and see how many legs ducks should have. Personally, I think she's quackers. Hey. <laughs> and uh, what uh, publication are you hoping to get this in? Pigeon Fancier's Monthly. Oh, I don't know if that's a Murdoch... Um, publication. I think um, it was recently bought up by the Murducks and it's going to be changed to Murduck Fanciers Monthly. Ah, that would make sense, yes, I, I understand. We are also um, working on a piece for Hire. <laughs> for, for what? You know, Hire oh. magazine. Ah, where famous th people show off their chocolate bars. <laughs> Is Victrina making this up? Uh, I might be a little bit... Yeah, can you roll another deception check? We are so screwed. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> Thirteen. Um, the uh, the other one, nephew Jerry, uh, comes up behind you and goes, "I've never heard of Hire Magazine. Are you sure you're a real?" Journalist? No, no, no. It's not Hire. It's Aya. 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 As in, you walk up to you walk up to somebody you've not seen for ages, and you go, "Oh, Aya." Uh, raises two eyebrows and goes. Uh, he grabs Aguilad by the shoulder, and you almost sort of fall off Lisa's uh, hey, shoulders. Stop taking liberties. Mm, I'll report you to you Union. Uh, eyebrows go way up and goes. We don't approve of unions around here. Are you sure you were asked to come here? Well, look, we've got a permit, and we've I been speaking that. to the president. And, and, and I'd I'm just sure like to say, you have passed. You have passed the test. <laughs> the test? Aye. We're not actually journalists. We're actually undercover security agents working for Mr. Murdoch. We're here we to wrangle to out unionists. Yeah. But to check you don't let any old riffraff in here, like, you know, two people stuffed into a coat. <laughs> Can you roll some deception checks again? Ten. <laughs> we are so screwed. Ooh, fourteen. Um... He um, shoves you back, Victrina, uh, and uh, sort of towers over Aquilad and goes, I like the cut of your jib, little, my friend. <clears throat> so, uh, 
if you were to take my advice, it would be to uh, head down to the factual reporting with the nibblings to uh, deal with your facts. But if you really do have strong opinions, the uncles and aunts on the right will be more than interested in hearing your opinions. Uh, have you ever met one of the uncles before? I've only um, met Uncle Bobby. I don't know. If I did, I didn't know it was an uncle at the time. Oh, well, there are a, we're, we're all over the place, so, you know, you'll probably run into one of us sooner or later, if you haven't already, without realising it. Uh, but, uh, ooh, um, if you, um, if you do get hold of a copy of um, the Unseen magazine... Uh, and uh, you look on page 57, do you know what you'll find? Well, Nothing, because the magazine's yes. invisible. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> but I did have a story printed in there, it's just a shame no one can read it because it's invisible. But uh, interesting stuff I, I was writing about uh, back back in the old days. But uh, ah, no, no sense uh, reminiscing on, on old times. Uh, uh, well, <clears throat> if you're quite certain that you're with the... Uh, security agencies and uh, I'm definitely willing to let you go and he pats you on the back uh, rather pointedly and then marches off uh, nudging uh, his fellow as they go uh, before they turn a corner they both kind of look back at you and then they disappear um, uh, what do you do? Agrilad, can I have a word in your ear trumpet? I ain't got an ear trumpet well, but you can it's... talk in my shell can I talk in your shell then? pass me your shell um I'm slightly worried about the um, presence of aunts and uncles. It is kind of worrying. Back where I'm... Well, it is worrying because the only aunts that I've heard of who are associated with, jo with, with journalism are agony aunts, and I don't want to go anywhere that's going to cause me agony. And where I come from, people who call themselves uncle are usually nonces. Well, there you are. So... Uh, where would you like to go? Not uh, where the aunts and uncles the aunts are. are. You want to go nibble the facts? You want to go to the nibblings. Okay, so you head to the left to where the nibblings are. Uh, before you go, can you make a perception check? Yes, I've got perception. Woohoo, me too. 16. 19. 16. 19, okay. Uh, you do spot a couple of things on the little sign that says uh, uncles this way uh, and nibblings this way. On the uncles sign... Um, I don't think you see this, but you smell the distinct smell of custard pies. Oh, I smell custard pies. And you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that that guy from from Darnwolf's got something to do with these uncles. That that clown that twat. Bobo bo, bo, the clown, yeah. Yeah, bungling Uncle Boars, isn't he? He's an uncle. It's probably a nods too. We got there! We got there! <laughs> <laughs> I suspect he's a nods. Whatever a nods is. <laughs> I'll, ex I'll explain it Nonsense. when we're not somewhere with prying eyes and poking ears. Okay. And being recorded to an <laughs> yeah. online audience. <laughs> but for the benefit of the legal department, I don't actually think that Boris Johnson is a nonce. And, and for those who are listening at home, <laughs> please do not look up the word nonce UK slang on Google. Yes. <laughs> um... So, you head to the left uh, to where the nieces and nephews uh, and the nibblings work. Uh, you see quite a few offices uh, down here in this old uh, medieval-style castle. Uh, and the offices seem to be divided between various pu publications. Uh, you see the Financial Grimes, uh, you see the Solar newspaper, which famously uh, is against solar power, which is why they picked the name. Uh, there's the Shoes of the World, etc. Uh, so where would you like to go first? There's like the broadsheets and there's the tabloids. Uh, where are you leading to? Does Imelda Marcos write for the Shoes of the World? Yeah, sure. Is there an office? Is there an office for yesterday? <laughs> she baby? says, topically. Um. Yeah. Uh, so yep. I assume you had that. The first paper printed in colour. All right. Is it? Cool. Uh, I don't know if you're making a reference Today to newspaper. That I'm not aware it was the first of. newspaper printed in colour. Uh, of course. All right. Is, it? I, Is that still going? I thought it had folded ages ago. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't read newspapers and I tend to wang the, the solar yeah, I, I know behind the wheat. Because <laughs> it came out while I was delivering papers. Um, I don't know if you want me to cut that, if, if they feel that that ages I'm, you. I'm, I'm uh, ancient, <laughs> I don't mind admitting it. 
<laughs> say, I think remembering from Imelda Marcos is probably ages me. <laughs> Using the word nonce ages uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it just means you've seen that episode of Brass Eye. Um, so, uh, you, you see a couple of um, officers. Uh, you see people uh, walking back and forth with uh, lots of uh, files and uh, folders. Uh, what do you do when you're in this room? Um, I walk up to somebody walking past carrying files and say, Good afternoon, Between the Crested Group, New Milk. Oh. Pleased to meet you. And I hold out my hands and try and make you drop the files. Uh, make a um, charisma check. Three. Uh, they just look at your hand ah, and go. Sorry, who? What? What do you want? We are journalists and also fire inspectors. We are fire inspectors. <laughs> yes, journalist fire inspectors. We've come to inspect your journalistic fire and make sure that this is applied properly. Uh, raises an eyebrow and goes, "Uh huh, Dar Northerners, are you? I recognise the accent. Get out of here! I ain't from uh, Dar North." I'm from the north, the mm. frozen north. Oh, are you? Uh, she puts her fo- folders down and uh, sort of puts hands on hips and goes, So, let me guess, you, uh, you're with that there campaign team? Oh, yes, we keep our ears quite close to the ground around here. We know all about what's going on. And uh, I suppose you're here to try and uh, kill our boss, is that right? Well, now you come to mention it. I don't know what gave you that impression just because we've killed everyone else's boss in this journey that we've had so <laughs> Not <much>. everybody's. <laughs> As well. But no, we haven't killed everybody's boss. We didn't kill the, the no. boss boss, did we? Springsteen. And, we and, kill and him we didn't and kill the, the last one. The, the one before the last one. The one before the last one was killed by the last one. Yeah, so but the last one was our fault. Yeah, hmm. uh, well... <clears throat> Uh, uh, niece Ke- uh, Craddock, uh, come over here, would you? And then another little uh, journalist comes over and goes, hmm, yes, what's going on? It's people from Darnoth. You've got the files on Darnoth, haven't you? Oh, yes, yes, of course I do. Uh, here's the, uh, there's the files on the front bench. Uh, here's the fraud Lisa Townsland. Uh, Life and Times of Gorlock the Betrayer. Uh, Bernard Fendick. Is he really a werewolf? We investigate. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yes, he is. You don't need to investigate. Ah, he but is, really is a he really? Is he just doing it to try and play for sympathy? That's what we're trying to find out. Now, leader of the opposition, Xanathar the Cruel. Now, there's a force to be reckoned with. There's a man I could see leading the world, if you ask me. I didn't ask thee. Yes, well, <clears throat> sure, you, you should. Uh, but uh, you know that uh, that Lisa Townsend, she's um, she's she insulted the leader of the opposition. Ah, yes, and like Gorlack making her the uh, foreign secretary, bad move. Really turned half the country against him. You know? Do you know that that little cat killed Xanathar's goldfish? Oh yes, it's true. I don't believe that. Yes, it's true. Everybody knows it. Uh, she got into a fight with the old beholder where she delved into his uh, inescapable lair to deliver some uh, post back in the day. She saw his goldfish and she drowned it. How yes, did you drown a goldfish? Got all the investigation right was, here. Was the goldfish already in water? Uh, that's what we're investigating. <laughs> uh, so, uh, if you think you're working with the good guys, I've got some bad news Oh, we don't you. deal with all that black and white nonsense. We're morally grey we are. Ambiguous to the end. <laughs> well, uh, she sort of uh, runs her hand over the large file that is called uh, The Life and Times of Gorlack the Betrayer. I'm sure there's a few things in here that your, uh, that your boss's boss would not like to get into the public domain, but we're saving that for a rainy day, you know? <laughs> uh, the, the Murdoch is very, uh, very much invested in the idea that your, uh, that your Gorlack's um, entire plan of action is just... Well, it's nonsense, really, and... Quite frankly, you've taken up enough of our time, and uh, we'd, uh, I'm going to call some security down here, and I suggest you either uh, skedaddle on your own, or are um, ejected from the property. Do you enjoy working for the murder? Ooh, uh, she goes, yes, I'm performing a great public service, holding the powerful to account. 
you know, making sure that the government can't just get away with anything. You know, investigating. Who holds you to account? My bosses, of course, you know, and if uh, and the public, of course. And who holds them to account? Well, the public hold themselves to account mostly. You know, they vote with their money. You know, they 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 buy our papers if we report true, and uh, if we didn't report truthfully, they would not buy our papers. But I thought they voted they by going into them little boxes. We don't put people into boxes. So. <laughs> How do they know what's true? If the, you know, if you write what's in the papers and then tell them that it's true. How do they know that it is actually true and not just the words of the Murdoch being spouted through his many, many newspapers? Uh, it wouldn't sell if it wasn't true. Well, that's not true because, um, you know, plays sell all the time. People go and see plays and they're not true. And they make lots of money. Wait, you're saying that play we watched the other week weren't real? <laughs> Which play was that? The one with that stupid woman with the hat and the mask. <laughs> Oh, that one. Uh, no, that wasn't real. The woman with the hat. I was really getting into that. I was really rooting for it. <laughs> I like the woman with the hat and the mask, but, you know, I don't think that it was true. I don't think it was. I don't think she did all those heroic things that she claimed to do, because who could do so many heroic things in such a short space of time and still have such good hair? Well, apart from the air bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I don't have any. Uh, listen, you two, you seem like uh, nice people uh can we have that in writing <laughs> can you write it in your paper no no the murdoch would not print that i'm afraid but, but it's uh, true so the so you say so you're saying that we're nice but you he won't let you print it so he don't let you print the truth it's just not all the truth it's interesting like there's, there's a frog uh, over in the pond that's true but is it interesting I mean, not particularly. Depends on what type of frog it is and whether it can talk or not. It's just a boring frog. Well, if it can talk, it's really interesting. Just Frogs normal scream frog. when you pick them up. <laughs> I've, I've heard. But, uh, yeah, you don't report on every single frog in every single pond, just on the off chance that one of them is interesting. All frogs you, fi you find the interesting frogs. Ah, so you're actually only reporting the selective truth. The truth that you've chosen. Yes, because... Not all the truth, just the bits of the truth that you want to be important. Well, obviously, if we can't print all the truth, every paper would be infinitely long at that point. It'd be completely unreasonable. That's the so you miss out all the truth that might be important to other people. Well, that's the, the job of the journalist. The truth that's convenient to you to print. Listen, I have never knowingly printed a lie. Everything I have written, I, I assure you... I fully believe, and and I uh, and I would stand by it. What if you printed? Somebody came along. You first, Victorine. What if you printed something that, um, let's say, somebody in charge of you told you was the truth, and then you found out a few years later that it was in fact a lie? How uh, would you feel? We've uh, we've we've printed retractions now and again on page 72 of the invisible times would uh, you print a retraction on say page one of the solar to say we told a big lie i mean if if we had to but uh, you know sometimes you know uh, it just happens that there's a bigger story that day and we have to uh, we have to put that on the front page first you know we've got we've got a public duty to tell the public what their duties uh, what their duties are excuse me <laughs> And, so, uh, so you tell the public what to do? No, 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 no. Listen, it's all very simple. Mr. Murdoch has a complete psychic link to the Sleeping Princess, who in turn has a psychic link to the entire population. So the views of the entire population are filtered through our paper. We're not telling people anything they don't already believe. And, uh, you know, people who don't believe it, uh, well, they're clearly not true citizens. But some people believe right, cobblers. Well, that's not for us to say. We are a purely uh, news organisation. What if somebody could prove that what they believe, even if it's different to what you tell them to believe, is true? What, what do you mean? Well, let's say you told people that the sun was made out of melted cheese. And then somebody came along and said, Ah, actually, it's not. It's made out of all this hot gas and stuff, which is obviously ludicrous. <laughs> but let's say they believed it and could prove that it was true. What then? 
Well, that would go to the science department, I fear. Uh, I don't think it would be a particularly interesting story. We'd have to put it to the editors. We'd have to decide whether it's worth reporting on. Uh, excuse me, can you just uh, stand uh, two inches to the left there? No. Uh, yeah, go on, George. Just so, just so the light catches your hair in the, in the most natural and pleasing I way. I haven't got hair, you silly person. Uh, what about you, my good elf? If you just uh, like to stand two inches uh, to the right I'd there. I'd rather not, thank you. Oh come on, just just a couple of inches, why? and you see her I hand what, is reaching you stand the, there? You, st- you stand two inches to the right, and we'll see what happens. No, it it it's it's fine. No, go it on. Really if it's fine, fine, if it's fine, why don't you do it? No, no, it's it's. Well, it's you are right. supposed to be telling us the truth, right? I am telling you the truth, though, and uh, it just so happens to be the truth that uh, everything would be brilliant if you stood in that really uh, convenient square that's brilliant on the uh, on the floor right there. Brilliant for who? Uh, for everyone involved. I think you'd find all the answers you wanted. It's a trapdoor, isn't it? I think it might be. It it, it is a trapdoor, yes. I'm, I'm afraid. So why, if you wouldn't mind, why just have you got a trapdoor in your office? In case people come and start harassing the staff, you see. And where does the trapdoor lead? Uh, it leads uh, down to the basement. Right, and what's in the basement? A leopard. Right. Is this <laughs> this is a true fact, is it? It is. Yes, Are you going to print fact. it in your newspaper that you drop people through trapdoors and feed them to leopards in your offices? No, I'm afraid. Why not? not? Because I find that mighty interesting, and I'm sure that the the public of of Gary would find that mighty interesting too that you have a leopard in your basement I'm, that eats people who are asking intrusive questions and I'm pretty sure that people who like leopards would like to know that there's a leopard underneath the the, the media circus uh, she picks up the folder on Lisa Townsend and goes you know there's a lot of really interesting information here that I'm sure that your foreign secretary would be really sad if it got out so maybe I could make a deal with you that maybe this information doesn't find its way out if you um, stand on that little square there. No, I don't think so. Oh, well, okay, fair enough. And uh, she presses the button and alarm bells ring all over the room. So you're standing in front of this uh, grotesque door of bones. I'm sure this is a delight to both of you. Well, yes. I'm absolutely ecstatic. Uh, Ash has been standing in front of the door for some time, uh, saying various passwords and tapping his wand against it, and it's not opening. In fact, the door is insulting him. Uh, The bones and skulls start moving, and you see they're they're saying things like... Shut up, door! Shut up and open! I haven't touched a drop in weeks! How dare you! What's... What's Smelly Clown Man? He was a Smelly Clown Man. He came in here. Smelly Clown Man. He came in here. He's no, he's nice. He made us laugh. He made us laugh. He was evil to laugh because you're an idiot. No, he's nice. He made us funny. He made me laugh. He was evil to laugh because you're an idiot. Smelly Clown Man. He made us laugh. Oh dear. I think I know who the smelly clown man is. I'm gonna say, do you think that's the person who keeps Isn't showing that up everywhere? Horrible oh. Uncle Boss. Ugh. 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 Am I getting my annoyance across? Please, could we, please, could we come in and tidy up after Horrible Uncle Boss? He was nice to me. If you ask nicely, perhaps we will open for you. What about your friend, the one with the wand? Is he elf or is he human? He smells of both. What I do in the privacy of my own bed is none of your business. Perhaps, Mr. Regante, you might lend some assistance here. Well, yes, I'm happy to. Um, it seems the door would like to open, but it just can't at the moment. Is that correct? I think it needs to agree with itself. Having so many bodies fused together, so many souls, it's hard for it to decide on a course of action. Well, no. I've got an idea. Oh, God, of course you do. 
Alright, Dor. If you all want to work together, we'll work together on a song. Go on, everybody. Everybody sing along. And uh, he wants you all to sing along. Are you going to do it? I'm going to mime. Uh, can you both make performance checks? Oh shit, I'm not a bar this time. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen. Ooh, just short. Oh. How does a critical failure <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's how we'll do this. Um, Perrin, <laughs> you start wailing in completely discordant tones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know any of Hull's songs. I <laughs> taught myself my own musical language while I was alone in the monastery. I thought I'd try and figure out what the chanting must have sounded like when the monks were still alive. And I ended up with... Um, I think that noise... Um, because It's uh, a okay. bit like duck tails. Yeah. <laughs> uh, woohoo. Uh, the bones start crackling and uh, the sort of fingers start moving uh, uh, towards the, where the ears would be uh, on some of these skulls. Make it horrible! It's horrible! And uh, Quill still trying to sing. Elven Roads! Come on, everybody! Everybody in the door! Sing along! No? Well, if you, well, I suppose If you do open, he won't have to sing again. Because it was pretty terrible. Ooh, can you make a persuasion check? Pen? Five. Five. Um, they, again, sort of clamp up and sort of lock, if anything, even tighter than they were before. Oh, dear. Um, Quill says, All right, we've done this long enough. Time for something a bit more hmm, direct. Uh, he draws his massive two-handed broadsword. Oh dear. Although his hand sort of goes to his spear at first and he sort of goes, no, 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 the sword this time. And uh, he points it up to the sky. He goes, right, time for the good stuff. Put that down, you stupid oaf. I call upon the holy order of angels. I call upon the divine will and upon the light of all the gods oh and goddesses. Bless me, your humble servant, and with power beyond mortal minds. Cheers, lovies! And he slices his sword through the door, bursts asunder, bones shattering, skulls disintegrating, all crat- clattering and crumbling. Oh dear. Ooh, uh, make a dex check. <laughs> oh, four. Bad rolls today. No, no you just get nah. handfuls of dust. <sighs> well, that did it, didn't it? Uh, so, mm, after me, I think, yes? And uh, he strides through, uh, putting his sword back in his uh, scabbard. Um, Ash looks ashen, appropriately. He goes, There's enough to turn a man back to drink. Come on, before he gets himself killed. Yeah. I think I, as as we pass, I will touch the door frame and go, I'm very sorry. Ooh. Uh, Pen, as you do so, uh, you feel a tingle of magic Ooh. just shoot through your fingers. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, that was so nice. Quill leads you into a dusty courtyard. Uh, there are small buildings dotted around the edge of this open space, and beyond there are houses tacked in tighter and tighter, rising up to a second wall. Uh, there are towers at regular intervals, uh, each with a covered bridge that springs from summit to summit and uh, lands at the top of the wall of the, of the second story of the city. Uh, Perrin. You feel an immense unease descending upon you. Uh, You've felt something like this before in the monastery. It's like something's watching you. What do you do? I I look around me. Can I do a perception check? Yeah. Just to... Because I'm in a new environment. Whilst I'm familiar with the unease, I might be thinking there's a a reason for it this time. Um, What's my perception? That's a six. No, you can't see anything. No, didn't uh, so. Okay, with the six, you do notice that the multi door has reformed behind you, and has closed off all escape. Oh, oh! I, I, oh. I, I, I tap Pen's shoulder and point this out to him. Oh, that's nice. I mean, we'll need to smash it again to get out, though, surely. Well, I hope not. 
Do you think we could be friends? We could have a friend. It's been so we... long since I was friends with a gate. <laughs> what? It's very much a gated community, you might say. <laughs> well, we're on this side now. Uh, Adriana Bones, the um, archaeologist, uh, slings her pack off and starts rummaging through it. Uh, she pulls out some archaeological tools, you know, the usual, the spade, the magnifying glass, the cursed orbs, the brushes and a compass. Ooh, cursed orbs. Oh yes, essential for archaeology. Now that Mr Quillian has uh, finished wrecking important historical artefacts, uh, perhaps we can uh, venture to the point of this expedition? Quite right, too. Now, all of you, listen closely. This city was the site of one of the most powerful necromantic spells ever performed. It's our job to find evidence of it, record it, and take samples. We need to head up there, the tallest tower in the city, the central tower. Up there, overlooking the lands around, the sleeping princess awaits us. He sort of uh, gestures wildly with his hands to make his point. Ah... <sighs> This used to be such a busy place, full of life, full of everything. All of the movers and shakers were here. Anyone who was anyone was here. And then it all stopped. Well, we'll soon put paid to that, eh? So he leads you off uh, down a side street. Uh, you see broken pottery, discarded bits of old packaging from vendors' stalls, and the occasional bit of uh, decrepit cloth hanging from a drying clothesline. Um, uh, Adriana Bones is uh, holding out her cursed orb and uh, it flashes from time to time as she's sort of directing you through the streets. Uh, she comes near to you, Perrin, and drops her voice to a whisper and says, Have you noticed what's missing from this city? A single ice cream shop since we've been here. No, me neither. I mean, uh, right? Do you want to look through one of those windows as we go past? So I, I sort of like my schnoots, <laughs> right up against the glass. Uh, can, do you want to make an uh, investigation? Yeah. Uh, 16. Okay, you look in a few houses and uh, you see like living rooms and dining rooms and things. Uh, they're all deserted. Uh, there's like moth eaten furniture and dusty carpets. Uh, but the one thing you do notice uh, with a 16, it, it does occur to you. You've not seen any bodies. The bodies don't seem to have hit the floor. <laughs> well, no. Well, I think the bodies hit the door. Ah, the multi-doors probably got a few dozen, but this is a city of tens of thousands. So where are all the bodies? Did they get out? Well, no. Have they started their the... own underground community where they trade um, based on old bottle caps? This is the sleeping city. You'd expect there to be sleepers. Well, well, maybe they went to sleep in one particular place. Uh, that is like a impossible. communal lap time. Well, <laughs> sort of like how sometimes you go to yoga class and then you fall asleep. I've never been to a yoga class. Yes, I was wondering what kind of yoga you've been to. I pretended and then I've napped. As you're walking through the streets, uh, it does feel incredibly lonely, almost. Uh, like your footsteps just echo, and the echoes disappear. Uh, you see these just empty houses. Uh, you even see, a, you, you like, I think one of you at some point manages to climb up and look into someone's bedroom, and again, there's no, there's nobody sleeping in any of the beds. But this is like Clanchickley Town Centre on a Sunday. <laughs> I fear here every day is like Sunday. Oh dear. Hmm. I like Sundays. Uh, Adriana is kind of like rolling her shoulders. She looks uncomfortable and goes, My magic feels itchy, uncomfortable. I don't know about the rest of you. Well, what sort of magic do you have? Oh, I'm a sorcerer. Um, what about you? Wizard, they said, yes. Well, yes, uh, I'm a necromancer. Well, that's why uh, he hired you, I suppose. Well, yes. Um, so, why is your magic itchy? Uh, can you make an arcana check? I might be able to, about that. Mm -hmm. Using a different dice. Mm -hmm. 16. 16. Uh, your magic also feels itchy. Uh, 
yeah, check you... mine as well? Yes, check yours as well, Perrin. Perrin's feeling sleepy, apparently. Uh, Arcana. Oh, Arcana, that's going to be a ten. Then uh, you feel tingle. You feel the tingles. Um, I might just sleep because I'm sleepy, though. Well, it turns out I'm feeling a little itchy, too. And I don't think it's fleas. Uh, it's like something is trying to get the magic out of my body. It's really unpleasant, I have to say. Um, something falls over behind you. Uh, and it echoes with a huge clatter. And you all turn around to look at it. Uh, it's part of a set of scaffolding that has just fallen from where it was. And the echoes die slowly across the city. And Perrin, that watchful feeling is getting really bad now. Somebody has their eyes on us. Uh, Have no fear, chums! With me here to help, no evil can prevail! Oh dear. Mm? I don't mean to dent your ego, even if I could. You don't fill me with confidence. Oh, have no fear, my dear little dragon. I shall scare the beasties away if there's anything uh, wild dogs or anything like that around here. I mean, I guess you are insufferable enough that they wouldn't want to be near you. Exactly, yeah. Oh, is that rude? Was that rude? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm kind of smiling quietly. <laughs> uh, do you do anything to try and comfort each other? I think we we'll probably just stick close together. Um, well, we could do... Maybe we could do with more eyes on the scene. I fetch Scully out and... Uh, Scully! And... Show Scully the surroundings of the sleeping city. Alright, I like this. Um, make an investigation check with advantage then. 18. Okay, uh, using Scully as a kind of conduit, uh, you get the sense that you can feel that there are bodies in this city and they're moving towards you. Oh dear, I think somebody's coming. Uh, from with an eighteen, I think you you feel that it's a lot of bodies. Could I, when you say this, could I use my mage hand to sort of feel out if I can feel any bodies that we can't see? Uh, yeah, you um, send it poking about. Yeah, make a, make a either arcane or investigation, whichever you feel will be, whichever you're leaning more heavily on, I suppose. Oh, that's a non-natural 20. Ooh. Yeah, you feel around. There's nothing invisible uh, around here. But as your mage hand is kind of darting down a side street, it slaps a person in the face. And... I run to where this happens. Okay, you run down the street and you skid to a stop as you see uh, an old elf with drawn and almost... Uh, like, their skin is so kind of almost translucent... Uh, they've got closed eyes and their arms are sort of up out in front of them and they go <laughs> as they walk slowly towards you. Behind you see a crowd of these sleepers who are sort of making their slow way towards you. What do you do? Oh dear. I think we better retreat well. I hate to see the retreat, but if we retreat into the city... Um, as more of these shapes come out of the shadows, uh, one of them lurches towards you, Pen, and starts uh, flailing, and uh, its arms of, uh, vibrating. And as it vibrates, you feel the ground start to vibrate. Ooh. And as the others move in closer, uh, Ash comes up behind you and he sees you. Oh my god, it's them! The movers and shakers! I told you! I told you oh they were god. here! Look, they are moving! And they are shaking! Yeah, but I could be doing that if I was doing any dance. Uh, the, the one that was doing all the shaking uh, lunges towards you, Pen. And. 14 versus AC. Oh! Does hit. Uh, it batters you for four points of bludgeoning Ow. damage. Uh, it's shaking arms, sort of vibrating uh, against you uh, with increasing ferocity. Uh, I bat him with my quarter staff. Ooh, uh, make an attack. Bat him away. Plus two, 14. That hits. Four points. 
Okay. Can you roll for initiative? Okay. So, first in the order, uh, one of the movers is going to lunge at Perrin. Well, that's a critical failure. So <laughs> it just lunges and falls flat uh, in front of you. Uh, the shaker goes next, uh, and the shaker is going to uh, aim a fist at uh, both Pen and Quill. Uh, well, pff, that's 12 versus AC, which I imagine does not hit. Definitely does not hit Quill. It hits me. Oh, it does. Okay. Uh, you're going to take. Uh, again, two points of bludgeoning damage. Ow! Uh, Quill goes next. Uh, he pulls his broadsword and takes a slash at the movers uh, with a 13, which hits. And he does... Oops. 18 points of damage, uh, slicing through about six of them all at once. Uh, Pen, Europe. Oh, dear. I don't think I like this. Um, I will bat out with the quarter staff again. Just try and keep okay. them back. Uh, make an attack roll. One. One. You miss. <laughs> I think you bonk yourself oh. on the head. <laughs> Somehow. Uh, Perrin. So how many of them are there? Uh, there's probably about... Well, there were uh, 20, so there's now probably about 14. Can I just shoot some eldritch blasts about? Yeah, this? I'm treating them as a horde. Um, that is 18 hits. That hits. Dun. They don't so have a lot of AC, all... but there are a lot of them. <laughs> That's six points of damage. Cool. Uh, as your magic shoots out of your hands, uh, they all reach out their own hands towards the magic and seem to sort of grab it out of the air and stuff it into their mouths. And then, some of their eyes open, and you see a cold, unnatural light shining from them. And the mover that is closest to you opens its mouth, and thick, black, viscous ooze dribbles out. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, dear. Campaign Trail Referendum was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Perrin Bazonian, Stephen Poor as Penrigante, Joanne Hall as Victorina Crested Grebe, and S. Naomi Scott as Agrilad. Diana Croft was the newsreader, Matt Corner was Ash Williams, and Genevieve Savion was Lisa Townsland. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can support the campaign trail by going to patreon.com forward slash the campaign trail. We have special perks such as our exclusive Discord server, early access to episodes and the chance to have your own character appear in the show. You can follow the campaign trail on Twitter at the campaign cast, on facebook.com forward slash campaign cast, at soundcloud.com forward slash Joel Corner and wherever you find your podcasts. So until next time, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure.